Benvenuti a questa nuova puntata di David Bet. Io sono il vostro conduttore Davide Varni e oggi vi porterò in un mondo, passatemi il gioco di parole, molto più oscuro di Bitcoin. Infatti parleremo di una criptovaluta alternativa a Bitcoin stessa nata con uno scopo ben preciso in mente che era ridurre ulteriormente tutti quegli elementi di minor sicurezza che Bitcoin poteva avere per creare una valuta praticamente impenetrabile, almeno nelle intenzioni del suo ideatore. Oggi parliamo infatti di Dash, o alcuni magari se ne ricorderanno, col precedente nome che era Darkcoin, una criptovaluta che ha fatto e fa tuttora del suo meglio per essere veramente a tutti gli effetti anonima, sicura e rintracciabile, cosa che Bitcoin fa fino a un certo punto. Quindi diamo inizio ora a questa intervista con uno dei responsabili di Dash che ci parlerà di com'è operare quotidianamente con un altcoin, quindi una criptovaluta alternativa, con una storia così complessa alle spalle, tra cui l'essere associata purtroppo, nonostante tutto, ad attività non sempre trasparenti perciò buon ascolto Hello Philippe, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi Davide, nice to meet you uh, my name is Philip Engelhorn I'm from the Dash development team. I'm kind of like the marketing and PR department in there. Wow. And so, would you like to tell us uh, uh, when you discovered crypto and Dash too? Uh, I kind of looked into crypto. I knew about it since like 2012 maybe, but, but I never really followed up or bought anything. It was always somewhere in the distance and I always knew I should really look into this but I was too busy with other things. And then the kind of October 2013, I think I really started to look into this and bought a couple of Bitcoin more to learn the whole technique with the wallets and, and understand everything than, than to invest or anything like that. And um, I was watching a lot of kind of YouTube channels and all kind of information. And I came across a speech from Andreas Andronopoulos back then And there was a, a Q&A with him and somebody asked him, so what would you change or, or what would you look into if you would, I don't know, a new coin would come out now? And he said, oh, I would look into anonymity. It's going to be a big issue in the long run. And, uh, you know, if I would start now, I would look into that. And I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm going to look into that. So it was, yeah, February last year, and I looked around, and there was pretty much Darkcoin at that point, and uh, they were super cheap. I bought a ton, and, uh, you know, stick around, got more and more involved in the community, and, yeah, got more and more involved, and I'm still here, and by now I'm, I'm working on the development team, you know. Wow, and uh, so, in your experience, uh, what's your favorite element of all these new Uh, crypto economy, crypto markets, crypto value we are working in? The general crypto, well, I mean, the whole key, I think, is the whole independence of my money. I mean, I'm, I'm really very old school when it comes to money. I hate credit cards and, and all that. 
and I, I do a lot of traveling in my daytime job. So when I travel, I travel with cash. I'm a total cash money guy, and I transfer, uh, uh, I exchange the money in the country I'm traveling to, and I keep going with the local cash currency. But since I'm into crypto, or before, it's you know the most amazing thing is just to do transfers. I talk to somebody, I, I transfer over X amount of crypto, the deal is done, I have my confirmation, it's in the code, and, and finished. There is no credit card nonsense, I know they are all watching me, and huge fees. I get a lot of international payments because I, I live in Hong Kong, and most of my clients for my daytime job are actually American and Europeans. And I mean, the amount of fees you're losing and transfers is just ridiculous. And by crypto, it's straight up how it's supposed to be. Power to the people, screw the banks. <laughs> okay, and uh, what's your least favorite element? Something you'd really like to change or improve uh, in this system? I think that the, the big issue is in the end for newcomers. If you start new, it is so complex and technical, and I mean, I'm, I'm honestly like a normal person. I'm not like some kind of coder freak or internet geek or anything like that. Not at all. So for me, in the beginning, to wrap my head around what this is about, what does it mean, security, can they hack me, can they not, am I using the wallet right, how do I back it up, all these kind of things. It, it honestly really took me a while in the beginning to learn and then I found a certain way of, of safety for myself and I'm still on the same track. I'm, I'm very manually, I'm not using any auto button, auto save. I'm doing this all manually, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and I think that's a, really a problem for crypto in general. I think it's going to get easier in the long run, but it's, it's always going to be the media pushing as well safety issues and if you as a normal person just read mainstream media you're gonna say it's all nonsense anyway they're all getting hacked constantly and coins are being lost and Silk wrote this and you know there's a lot of negative media very easy spinned around where you just scare off the newcomers because the tech is so complex uh, about this issue um do you have any tips for newcomers how they could, uh, you know, uh, have an easier, uh, an easier knowledge of this kind of matter? Well, it's really a question of informing yourself. You know, you have to do your homework if you really, you know, if you buy two Bitcoin uh, is one thing, but if you kind of want, really want to get involved with like quantities of money, you should definitely have to do your homework that you for yourself are confident to know you're doing the right thing, safety-wise, right? And then, I mean, in the end, the thing in the crypto, there's, it's a huge community, even though it's very small on a worldwide scale, but there's still a big community. And for example, with us, with Dash, there is a ton of forums where you can ask, honestly, the dumbest questions, and people are really there to help you. And it's all about working out the guides, finding communities you trust and projects you trust, especially in the altcoin market. You know, there is so many scams these days. I mean, since a year's time, everything changed to just making a quick coin, making quick money in the first three months, and then the whole project just dies. So if you're a young investor who doesn't know what he's doing, and he sees some huge opportunity in something which is suddenly promoted on some website or whatever, don't fall for it, you know, really 
look at the general crypto markets, right? There are websites which give you a listing of the top 300 coins. And in the end, honestly, you look under the top 10, top 20. And after that, it's a different ball game, right? Well, great. Thank you very much. Now, no problem. let's talk about Dash. What you can tell us about Dash? <laughs> wow, that's you know one of these complex issues as well. In the okay, end, no, it comes. Uh, just uh, think of me as a newcomer in this kind of uh, in in this uh, uh, in this uh, altcoin. So, just try to describe to me, not to me, um, you know, to to my listeners. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Um, Dash started as, as mainly anonymity uh, priority. Anonymity was really the priority for Dash in the beginning. Bitcoin was out. Bitcoin has no anonymity or privacy, right? That's more than confirmed. I hope everybody knows. They're running an open blockchain. Any transfer, any wallet address can be found. If you are clever enough, you can figure out who belongs to what wallet and, and you are open on the internet with your whole finances. So that's a great idea from Satoshi, we all know that, but if you're running a business, you need a certain level of privacy, right? If I'm paying my 10 employees, they're not all getting the same amount of money, and if by the end of the month they all can figure out that Thomas is getting more money than Uta, Uta is going to be furious and <laughs> pissed, honestly, so you need a certain level of privacy in all of that. So we at Darkcoin, we started that whole privacy thing back in the day as one of the first altcoins at all. Nobody else looked into that at that point. And privacy or anonymity in crypto is terrible, complicated, honestly. I can't explain you how it works because it's really freaking complex. But it comes down to, uh, we are not only running a blockchain, well, we are running a blockchain, but we are not only running miners, we have a, a second network, a second tier network, meaning there are 3,000 servers run by community members. I'm running a bunch of servers, others are running a bunch of servers, so altogether it's decentralized 3,000 servers worldwide. We are getting paid like miners from the blockchain for running these servers, so there is an, there's a payback, it's like an investment. And over that, you can run a totally different level of security and anonymity because we have that second tier network. And Bitcoin, for example, doesn't have that. So Dash is kind of like, you know, uh, Bitcoin to some degree is four or five year old technology. They have a much harder time to update and implement new ideas. For like a much lighter network like ours, we are X11 algorithms, so it's a much smaller blockchain, much lighter, much faster transactions. For us, it's much easier to some degree to implement new ideas. So we, we have a full-time team working now since, yeah, you know, how long is it? Over a year and a half, since February last year, working full-time and um, developing, you know, like crazy, much faster than Bitcoin because Bitcoin has a much bigger thing, you know, before Bitcoin forks, it's a huge discussion. And I mean, look at the block size discussion going on now, this takes forever. And yeah, you know, Dash already has a governance systems in action. We are, we are voting over masternodes, over this knot network. If we want certain things to be implemented 
budgets approved or not. So everything, the Bitcoin people are always talking about what should be done one day and they're never going to do it because it's just too complex. You know, we are running all this already. So there's a lot of interesting things going on. I don't want to blow like the big whistle, we are the best in the world. But, you know, there is a ton of interesting stuff going on and people are more, to, more than welcome to check it out. Great. And uh, I'd like now to ask you about uh, these privacy settings and the uh, name change that Dash has uh, um, in the past. Would you like yeah. to, uh, you know, tell us what you think about what happened about the name change and how these uh, uh, privacy issues could uh, evolve in the future with, you know, all these uh, government interest in this, uh, in this topic and... Uh, What's happening yeah. now? Um, there are in the end two different questions. There's on one side anonymity and privacy, and on the other side there is a question why we changed from Darkcoin to Dash. Um, so are, are they related, in your opinion? Well, to some degree they are. But the move from Darkcoin to Dash was for us a, a pure conscious decision to move out of the kind of yeah, I projected a certain level of negativity. If I go to a merchant and say, oh, you know, this restaurant or this bar, you should really adopt Darkcoin, you know, for transfers and blah, 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 blah. The first thing they're going to say is like, oh, my God, Darkcoin, it must be illegal. You must be dealing on the dark markets, blah, 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 dark markets, silk road, drugs, rock and roll. You get the full package. So just to step away from that because we, we are on dark markets like Bitcoin and everybody else, but we are not promoting that, right? We are like uh, public people. I mean, I'm on my website with my real name and so it's like 80% of the development team. We are not pushing anybody to do anything illegal. Privacy for us has nothing to do with um, doing illegal activities, right? Yeah. So we decided um, it was a big thing in the community as well and it was honestly ongoing since like six months at least before, decided to rebrand to Dash, Digital Cash, and here we are as Digital Cash. Okay, so... And the, the anonymity thing you're talking about? Yeah, sure. answer that as well? So um, anonymity and government's risk regulations and, and all that is the question? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the banks are scared, the bankers have the power in the governments and they are pushing governments for regulation and laws and, you know, look at New York City, they're the first ones to come up with, with the first, you know, laws in, in this direction for crypto because nobody really understands it on that level and they don't know how to deal with it. And sure, the bankers know that their whole system is at bay here if, if crypto would really be adopted worldwide I mean it would be massive and these boys would finally uh, lose their million dollar bonuses a, a month so they are really working hard to keep us like you know under the carpet and to some degree they're always gonna have more power financially definitely and so politically as well especially in America and wherever else but um, as Evan, our head developer, always said in interviews as well when it came down to question of uh, drugs and dark markets and stuff like that, it's like, you know, it's on the blockchain, it's out on the internet, it's an open source project. So if, if I'm walking away tomorrow, 
death is still going to get going and it's going to get going as long as the community keeps it alive you can't just shut it down it's not a, a flip switch it's totally decentralized these 3000 servers and miners and everything else are worldwide I think a government really has to pull a serious stunt to get any crypto officially made illegal you know mm -hmm. it sounds easier than it is yeah, and they're all they're still making money on it. So to some degree, they let it run as well because the governments are like, wait a second, you know, there might be money in it for us as well. So let's see where this goes. So the next year or something is going to be very interesting if crypto really steps out of these shadows or not. You know, I mean, Ripple is one of the very few which really got a big adoption in Australia. I think a couple of banks took it on. But Ripple is um, kind of so regulated and, and, and going by the laws that I'm not the biggest Ripple fan, honestly. But I mean, recent news, for example, was that Barclays Bank is now accepting Bitcoin payments for um, donations for charities and non-government organizations and, and the likes. So that's already a huge step in the right direction. And you don't need... 10 big banks to do it, you only need one. And if they see they're actually making money in it, then, you know, that whole system would get a much bigger boom. Now, one uh, short question about the technical analysis made, the, uh, made by uh, Christoph Atlas. I've read it, I'm not really a, a advanced tech guy, but uh, I found it extremely interesting. What do you think? Uh, what you plan to do uh, in the future of Dash to, uh, you know, for all these uh, changes we are facing uh, and the suggestions the community uh, make to you? Chris, well, Christoph Atlas was doing a code review for us. So in the end, the thing is the code is open source anyway, right? It's on GitHub. Anybody can check it and check if there are any backdoors in there, anything illegal, whatever. You can put anything in a code. But I mean, you know, I can read it, but I'm not going to understand it. I'm exactly like you. So in the end, for us, before we went um, open source, public, this is, we had a public appearance of a known coder guy who's very good in privacy and anonymity issues. And uh, we approached him and asked him if he, he could do a review on our code, Christoph Atlas. And that was in October last year, I believe, or September last year. And... Um, in the end, mainly it was about dark sense, which is our anonymity feature. And in the first review, he found a couple of um, not really problems, but I mean, you have like a million attack possibilities, right? What can, it's, it's too complicated for me as well to explain. Yeah. But he found like, you know, certain things that should be improved. Evan, the main developer, went back to improving and improved and improved. And then the code went open. Christoph Atlas was happy. We were happy. Everything else. And by now the code involved so, so far from that original stages that we're actually recently talking about doing another code review with somebody else just to show to the public, you know, um, we're still open source. Uh, everything is by the books. Uh, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so. in the crypto world, you know, uh, I mean, I, I love the whole community, but there's as well a lot of fuck going on, right? Yeah. So meaning other people are trolling and bad-mouthing, <laughs> and I mean, I had no idea 
this level of madness exists, honestly, <laughs> and it is, uh, you know, I, it is really crazy. And we are like a big target in that thing because of that whole anonymity or privacy race, they called it back in the day, and there were a couple of coins kind of competing for the same niche market in the crypto world. And um, so it's always good once in a while to lay that code out. The code is out anyway in public, but to have a known figure reviewing and telling everybody, uh, don't listen to the nonsense, this guy knows what he's doing, everything is legit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Philippe, uh, thank you very much for this interview. And uh, uh, where our uh, listeners can uh, find you? Um, in the end, the best thing is to come to dashtalk.org, and that's uh, a big blog page where we are, where pretty much the whole community hangs out, including the development team. And you can ask any questions there. We have all the guides and videos, and I mean, we are on all social media as well. All social media, we are pretty much under dash pay. And um, that's where you find us, otherwise dashpay.io, and there's a whole team listed as well. You could pick us up there and email or find as well guides, wallets to download, white paper, information, news updates. See you there. <laughs> wow, great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. And you too. Bye. Ciao. Come avete potuto ascoltare, la vita... Per una giovane criptovaluta non è per nulla facile. Io ringrazio fortemente Philip per averci fornito un'analisi lucida e dettagliatissima sulla situazione ad oggi del mondo delle criptovalute, sia dal punto di vista un po' più tecnico, sia da quello proprio umano, delle persone che trovi, degli effetti che le persone possono avere sul tuo progetto e sui tuoi esperimenti. Se avete gradito anche questa puntata, vi consiglio di seguirci sulla pagina Twitter di Debitbet o al sito www.debitbet.eu. Io vi do appuntamento alla prossima settimana con un'altra scoppiettante intervista. Ciao!